Welcome to Obviousness Natives and Bellies. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir. And this is a grown-up, hilarious hate cast. <laughs> the difference is I prepare beforehand, and I think you just panically be like, oh, I gotta do it now. Oh, I never prepare. Cool. Uh... <laughs> We are continuing with our review of River Vale. River Vale. This is a different town. Um, and I'll, I'm going to be real. If they had just disconnected this from Riverdale, I think it would have been exactly the same. Nothing here feels like a required pre- Last episode? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, but also, it didn't sound like a required any actual knowledge of Riverdale. That's true. I guess you could be be like, oh, well, I mean, if they're going to do a five-episode thing, just like a total non-sequitur. But that's less interesting. We're just watching a different show at this point. Except (laughs) that they're very close to their real characters. Yeah. But, But, I mean, it's like how when Riverdale first started... And we were and we were like, if you just shaved off the Archie filings, this would just be a teen drama. Like True. True. Um which I mean, to be fair, to Riverdale is is kind of how a lot of adap- that's how adaptation works. Yeah. The ha- it wears a hat <laughs> of a different thing. Yeah, you could you could usually get away with that. Um but the fact that it is in the show and I feel like they they decide to not pull anything from Last episode. Or the rest of the series. Like, yes. char- like character-wise. Plot-wise, yes. sure. Character-wise. I mean, to be fair, Reggie and Veronica are acting exactly like Reggie and Veronica. <laughs> Which is weirder. Although, than, like, Veronica's very, very, very unlikable in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, they... It feels like they wanted her to do something, but they needed to make sure the audience was clear. She's... She's doing it for, like, a different reason than you think it is. It's not a terrible reason, but uh, we'll get to that. I just, I will say, because this limited event lives in an uncanny valley that's a little bit too close from River to Riverdale, yeah. I spend a lot of time being like, but how does that fit into canon? It's too, <laughs> it's too close to canon. Like, yeah, it's, it's too close to reality. It, it, it is. It's too... You both can't... It, it both wants to be separate from the show, but also can't be separate from the show. It's it, it's mind bending to talk about in a way that I think maybe is maybe confusing for listeners. I hope we're not just talking in circles, but it, this drives us into a spiral. And I think there's going to be a lot of well, I guess in this world, this is true, well, which is which was be fine. Like I. I gave these them. Were a, interesting. I gave them a very clear bar that they had to reach, which was at least let your characterization of the Rivervale <laughs> characters be be consistent throughout these five episodes. <laughs> and it's not. It's not. <laughs> they, they these. Uh, all right, let's just get into it. All right, let's do it. Here we are. Because here we are. This is Riverdale, season six. Episode 2, Ghost Stories. Ghosts Stories. It's called Ghost Stories. Is it Ghosts? Ghosts with an S. Ghosts. 
stories? <laughs> is it possessive? No. Okay. It's just that there's numerous ghosts. I guess. And they have stories. Uh, so we begin <laughs> with Jughead uh, doing his monologue. Uh, yes. And he's talking about, hey, okay, what he says is there's got to be ghosts in this one. Um, and he also introduces a concept, which is that there's always parallels. Uh, for as long as there has been serpents, there has been ghoulies. Which I guess I, is true in this world. I, I'm just no. I'm just gonna give them artistic license. Like I'm perfectly fine with saying for as long as this thing has been this thing, and that's just like you know a flourish you put on the concept because it's in no way true. Absolutely not. This town does not have two gangs. <laughs> and what we are introduced to and dealt with <laughs> so quickly so is quickly. a romeo and juliet or probably more accurately a west side story situation where a serpent princess sandra, sandra has fallen for a ghoulie prince daniel and in this world darla dickinson is a ghoulie i did not know who she was until someone said oh my oh, god oh it's darla it's darla I had to rewind. I was like, is that Penny or is that Mama Dickinson? It was shadowy. It was hard to tell. Um, we, yeah, so Dollar Dickinson is back. She's I, the leader of the ghoulies in this world. Yeah. You know what I didn't realize? Uh, or maybe I did realize and just forgot now. Remember the Shady Man? Mm, mm-hmm. Darla was her his girlfriend that came. That's right. She was his girlfriend. That was Darla Dickinson. And that, I don't believe, was ever mentioned when she returned as, like, the Dickinson clan leader. Because she was not playing Darla Dickinson. She was playing the Shady Man's girlfriend. But they, so retroactively, they, I think, are claiming that's Darla. I think so. At least the Wikipedia is. Uh, (laughs) It was the same actress. I do remember I remember talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So her, so she's. Holds a full-out gun. She does not understand brawl. Yeah, in this street brawl, <laughs> she brings a gun to a knife I, fight. I'm, I'm imagining in West Side Story, if at some point Riff Raff <laughs> just pulls out a gun. I'd only stab someone, but... I was going to say, Maria brings a gun at the end. <laughs> she does. She says she takes it from Chino, because Chino brings a gun to you're a right, knife fight. You're right, there is Chino. <laughs> w- women bringing guns to street brawls. So then Tony... Tries to throw a switchblade at her, which she will claim, I was doing it to wound. Well, she was aiming for her shoulder, her gun shoulder. Aaron, you don't throw a switchblade <laughs> at someone be like, I'm going to wound them. Look, I'm just going to say, you don't throw a switchblade. It's not a throwing knife. It's not, but it spins perfectly and plunges, I guess, deep into Daniel's heart. And him is dead. Then cut to three months later. I assume this was right after they sacrificed Archie. So I assumed this happened before they sacrificed Archie because Betty is not pregnant enough to be three months pregnant. I think she could be three months pregnant. Do you? Aaron, look at our sister-in-law. That's true. <laughs> um, I definitely think she's, I think she's far enough along that I think when what happens, it, it makes sense. It, honestly... Who cares? Well, who cares? Three months later, Tony is in therapy because she's a, a new therapist. <laughs> um, Tony's a bad gang leader. Like, we know that she, I mean, I guess we not confirmed. I just really assumed she tortured that man to death last time. Yeah, but that was in Riverdale. 
<laughs> in in River Vale, she's actually nicer. Shockingly. Anyway, she's in therapy. Uh, just talking to the therapist, how like I threw the knife to wound, not kill, and then I killed Dad Dickinson, and I tried talking to Darla. No, no, no. She says I cannot talk to I Darla, talk for to she Darla. is a mother. And if my son were killed, I would kill everyone. I think it's more you can't talk to Darla because she's the leader of your of your rival gang. Yeah, the therapist suggests maybe you should talk to Darla, and I'm like, that's a bad suggestion, therapist. They. So at, from this point on, they will completely ignore the gang dynamics. Then they're portraying it as Tony just, like, killed her son. By accident, just on in, the street. In a way, just, no, what was going on? No one knows what was going on. They're going to they're going to completely ignore that she is, that, oh, whatever. <laughs> so many whatevers this Also, episode. that Darla was going to shoot Fangs with a gun. Yeah. And she was very close to him. He would have exploded all over that alley. <laughs> well, I mean, that sketch it was, alley. we learned get, guns don't tend to kill people in this world. That's true. This is Riverdale. He would have been completely fine. All right. Let's head off to another storyline where Reggie is just sort of looking at a photo of his dad because... His dad is in the hospital. With, like... Something... Something. Very, very threatening. Yeah. Something that, like, oh, you can't even really visit him. It's... He's I, having a bad day. He's having a real bad day. And we learn this because Veronica calls, calls him. him. And I can't help but feel like these people's dark wish that they used by killing Archie could have been better spent on something else. Yeah, did Veronica <laughs> ever consider that maybe Reggie was like feeling unsure in their relationship because he's he had a lot of stuff going on? Yeah, Reggie would be like, oh, Oh, he's just upset about Archie. Weirdly enough, the th- Reggie might have the most consistent character arc through here. Because what I think Veronica thought he was dealing with last episode feels like this episode where he's kind of like regressing back into his high school state. Yeah. Where things were easier and simple. And he was competing with Archie. Because he did in high school. Yeah. And that was easy <laughs> for him to focus. So, to be fair... Veronica's wish was solved. He stopped competing with Archie. <laughs> but that wasn't, like, his actual problem. <laughs> there are multiple times this episode where that whole let's sacrifice Archie to have our problem solved, the problems they got solved were not the problem. Do you think Tony maybe should have wished that there were no ghoulies? <laughs> it, Since apparently they brawl on the streets semi-regularly? I don't want to go back to last episode but this makes it so clear that they all like spontaneously not even their deepest desires just what was bugging them that week and they sacrifice archie for it and i think maybe maybe it's supposed to be like oh look see they're all bad people now but that doesn't feel like how this episode's set up no because they're not acting like the show is not telling the story of bad people who are being punished for their bad people it's, things. It's, just it's unre- telling the story of ghosts. <laughs> and unrelated things happening. Unrelated to them killing Archie. That seemed to have worked fine. Yeah. They moved on. Three moons have passed, Kevin. Three <laughs> moons have passed. And they will never... I'm... Why? And no point does anyone really mention him other than, like, Cheryl in weird passing. And there's a photo of him at one point. And all these people are just like, oh man, what's going, what's going on with us? Hmm. Oh. Anyway, uh, so Reggie um, meets a man who has the s- exact same car he had in high school, 
Bella is what I, he called it. I wish Reggie had had more, a more distinctive car in high school, so this moment would have had meaning for me. Although yeah. Reggie does a pretty good job of acting it. Yeah, and and honestly, I didn't I didn't need to have any feeling towards the car. I got that Reggie had feelings towards the car to the point that he just buys it at a double yeah. price. The guy's like, "Oh, I was hoping to get a praise and sell," and Reggie was like, "Sold to me, to me." <laughs> yeah, again, I'm, I'm going to give you cash, like, cash I have from Hiram, I guess. And I said, "This is great." He's falling back into his whole high school ways. They call it a quarter life crisis later, and that's. Exactly what's happening, and it's and it's, and it's normal. It's one of the best storylines this show has yeah, well, had. He's he he feels bad because he he's like I'm just beginning to repair a relationship with my abusive father. Yeah, and now he's dying, and like he starts wearing a leather like a Letterman jacket. Then he gets into the car and he hallucinates a, a woman. woman. And I thought that was the ghost of the car, but we'll find out later. <laughs> That's the ghost of a ghost. I don't think she's dead. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> I think it's just a hallucination. I do need to talk about her when we talk about it yeah. because I'm wondering about in this world. Um, I thought it was a Christine situation. Mm, I thought yeah. the car was going to come to life. Once again, I was just listing off all the references yes. in this episode, and I thought Christine was one of them. Not really. So, so then, um, earlier we had like a super, super short scene where Jughead and Tabitha were like cute and domestic, and she was like, hey, hang those pictures. Jughead did not hang the pictures while she was at work. He just sat on the couch staring into space, I think. He was doing writing. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's at the point of the writing process where you're like, I have no ideas. I'm a fraud. Yeah. Um, so that was like, fine, I'll put it in. And then when she does, they find a secret room of ships. You know, maybe that's where the bugs were coming from. Yeah, maybe that <laughs> was. Um, Jughead is instantly excited. Like, oh, I can turn this into a writing nook. It'll be great. And I wonder why they didn't just pick a different space, a different apartment that had enough space for him to write. Well, Ta- what Jughead keeps saying is Tabitha loved this apartment, though it's unclear what about it she loved. Because they will not tell us. Yeah. Uh, we got a quick scene of Reggie arriving home, kind of ignoring Veronica, because, you know, he's so into his car now. Bella. And then we have the scene of a lady in black with a veil over her head rising from the lake. And then we go past the Rivervale sign. And this time it says, it's great for a rainy stay. It doesn't say the town with heart. (laughs) Yeah. So are these unconnected different worlds? They just decide like, hey, that's signs a little bit on the nose. Are there a bunch of different signs? Honestly, I don't care. (laughs) Uh, this is inter- this is uh, matched with Cheryl and Nana Rose mentioning Archie and being like, the trees are bursting with sap. I put sap in our brandy. I'm a yeah. mad woman. That is madness. You can't just drink sap straight from the maple tree. It needs to just, be processed. Don't just, take, don't just take your brandy cup, put it under the tree and be like, mm, get them sap in. Anyway, these two are definitely poisoned now. Uh, but... Juniper runs in. No, and, Dagwood runs sorry, in. Sorry, Dagwood runs in about Juniper. And Cheryl, Cheryl calls her boy, boy child. Yes. It was infuriating. She was like, boy child, calm down. Wherefore you freak out. She, and <laughs> I'm she, exaggerating, but she literally said boy child. She says boy child. Is she becoming a misandrist? Like. She doesn't have to be. She loves Jason. Exactly. And Dagwood is like a mini Jason. He's a twin and he has red hair. Anyway, I don't like how this woman talks to other people. This is repeated. But anyway, saying that Mummy is trying to take Juniper, that's never explained why why he describes the woman dressed in black 
as Polly. As mommy. Well, he knows that Juniper is going to die, <laughs> yeah. and he knows that his mom is dead. Fair, fair enough, fair so enough. So his mother has become the Grim Reaper. Yeah. Um. The, so the woman in black is trying to drown Juniper, and Luckily, Cheryl, Cheryl bursts in. does save her, but she has bruises all over her... Um, uh, arms, which actually I think is a great setup because that's how we are cued later that mm. a kid was killed by the woman in black, as we will call her now. Now, I do have a question about that when yeah. we get to that. And it's actually a question about the overall plot of the episode. Well, I mean, I, th- I figure I know what you're going to ask about. Let's leave it to the end. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, so Betty um, and, and, Re- and Re- uh, Reggie. Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Are talking about her baby. What are you going to name it? And of course she's going to name it Archie or Polly because the characters on this show have no creativity. Or, or what, what's she going to tell him what that's all about? Well, you were named after the man who impregnated me, who I then murdered. It be- so, so I could, I could, have, could you. have you. Anyway, um, this is leads into the first hint of why did you do that first episode? Because Cheryl comes in being like, oh, the water nymph came in and tried to drown my my child. So you bet your mother needs to take those babies. I don't know. I'm going to tell her you are. And Betty's like, a water nymph? What? Betty, you just sacrificed your high school crush, crush to a piece, a demon goddess of the woods. Figure yourself out. She... Not just her high school crush, she murdered the man she was going to share her life with. Yeah, because you believed it would get you a baby, which apparently it did. You saw Cheryl Holder still being hard in your hand. Stop being like... (laughs) Magic. Also, we were told only one thing about Rivervale that makes it different than Riverdale, other than its name. Everyone believes in this stuff. Yes, it is a town that believes in folklore. This town does not believe in folklore. No, because we move from that to... uh, have uh, the talking to Miss Gordon, the realtor. This realtor has become a thousand times more creepy since the first episode. She like stares on the distance, like, "Oh, I don't know why your house is strange." Look, she wants Jughead to murder Tabitha. She already asked her, "Is this your first time living with a bow?" I do hope he doesn't murder you. Well, considering actually the story we hear, I think she wants Tabitha to murder Jughead because turns out that at some point Jughead did meet talk, with her which is weird because tabitha was the one actually doing yes yeah, signing the, the papers and i assume doing the tours and anyway miss gordon told jughead about sam, sam and, and diane Di- why what? okay for those who are too young that is a reference to a sitcom called cheers and you cannot tell me it's, it's not, not. That. it's definitely a reference why cheers if you're going to reference horror, at least do something like Jack and Wendy from The Shining. Why Sam and Diane, <laughs> you hacks? Also, it made me think too much about Jack and Diane. <laughs> and so then that song was stuck in my head through the entire episode, which really threw the tone off. <laughs> what? <laughs> that, is, that is a placeholder name you put down to be like, we'll come up with a better one later. That is what Riverdale does sometimes, and then they don't come back later. Just do The Shining. I don't care if you rip off some names. Anyway, apparently that was a murder-suicide, so that's fun. You know, in the town that was perfect until Jason Blossom died. No, this is Rivervale. Oh, that's Um, right. 
a lot more murders happen in this town than in Riverdale. <laughs> also, like, I under, just for people out there, I understand the secret life, low things and secret hidden things beneath the There's too many. A... Anyway. Too many. Um, um, so Sam was an artist and he was consumed by his art and yeah. also consumed by making ships in scotch bottles seems, i guess seems unrelated he was a painter yeah yeah um and diane became very envious of his dedication to his art and so she <laughs> murdered him with a hammer and then killed herself i love when they when they meet the scotch when they find the scotch bottle stab with the ghost is that a scotch bottle isn't that what you <laughs> used to what drink? You drink i'm like what and then jughead follows what? up with when i could afford it and i'm, I'm like, like what is what <laughs> i mean some scotch is expensive don't get me wrong but not all of it also that's not the first thought i would have when i found ships in a bottle i'd be like oh cool there's tiny ships in these bottles i wonder how they did this <laughs> not is this scotch hey alcoholic didn't you used to drink scotch and i mean it's jughead- just a clear it's a clear setup for what they are going to manufacture a problem being look kevin ghosts there is ghosts um so just speaking over some things reggie doesn't attend a meeting with this schaefer guy building the casino because he's because he's too busy hanging out with his car but let's be real (laughs) does veronica actually want him there no once again her she's flipped now now she's like i need him here okay no wait i know why she's she needs him there to be like hey did i forget your office again (laughs) i want you to look at this we look at it very carefully did i put it in a men's washroom because i don't know who how to deal with another person uh, do you want a litter box what are we doing here what do you what are your needs like <laughs> do you just hang on a wall or do you need it like a chair you need like light and space to grow right i need to put up like things so that your arms can crawl along them what kind of food do we need like i'm thinking like a dropper of like you know a nutrient supplement okay i'm gonna take this water bottle i'm gonna hang it up up on the wall and if you're ever thirsty you can just come by and drink right out of it buddy and if it gets full let me know you can rattle the door (laughs) (laughs) thank you for calling it a door not a cage i'm very thoughtful reggie so anyway he's actually at school with uh he at the school with bella which apparently we'll learn they all still work at i think yeah i mean 100 percent veronica still works there yeah and kevin yeah. And Tony. And to- well, we knew Tony. Tony and Kevin worked at it beforehand. That's true. It's more that surprising that Veronica's job. like, those are my students. So Veronica's actually, they they really try to set her up as that she's she is very uh, cordial and fine about this. She's like, oh, yeah, you're just going through something. It makes sense. Your dad. Blah, blah. So, mm. you know, she's being nice right now. Right now. Uh, um. So we just reiterate, Jughead didn't tell Tapitha about Sam and Diane because she loves the apartment so much. And he's like, look, I need inspiration and I can only write true crime. So I'm going to write a story about that murder-suicide. Yeah, he sets up right here that I'm going to write about this. Mm-hmm. Which means later when we learn that he wrote about this. We are not surprised. <laughs> Tabitha will be. Yes. Uh, now, Betty has her own stuff to deal with. She goes to talk to Tony about a domestic violence case. You see... Lucinda, who is the mother of Sandra, Sandra, thank you. You're welcome. Killed her daughter by holding her under the water. Now, we, us as the audience, knowing that there were bruises on the shoulders, are like the lady in black. The lady in black did it. Uh, (laughs) 
And the FBI. The FBI, once again, because in, it doesn't matter if it's Riverdale or Rivervale, the FBI are just super cops. I'm sorry, there's no way that the FBI is getting involved in this case of tragic case of domestic violence no this is something this is something that's held at the municipal level (laughs) so unless she was a wealthy white woman (laughs) don't like unless unless she did it right on the state lines yes exactly and it was unclear whose jurisdiction it was (laughs) yeah uh but the reason she went to tony is because lucinda's a serpent and and is refusing to talk refusing to talk so maybe she'll talk to tony so tony Get on in there. And Tony, Tony, Tony does. Tony doesn't believe that Lucinda, by the way. She doesn't do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so while Tony's talking to uh, Lucinda, we learn that the person who killed her daughter. Was not her. Yeah. It was It was this woman in black. And this woman in black is it's just La La Rona. It is, it, it's ju- this is just La La Rona. La La Rona. This is La La Rona. They'll say La La Rona so many times. They just watched the film that came out in 2019, yeah. La La Rona, and said, let's just do that. We like it. We'll do a better job. It's not better. <laughs> when we saw the woman in black, I'm like, I, I know that looks like the woman in black from the movie The Woman in Black, yeah. which is based on La La Rona. But there's um, no way. Like, that's got to be the she who walks among the trees, right? Yes. That would make sense. Or they would come up with some, like, Riverdale term for her, like, you know, the the the, the specter of sweet water or something like that. No, it's she just... She who walks from the water. Yeah, it's just La La Rona. It is just La La Rona. And Betty being so, like, weirdly incredible La La Rona. Now, I don't... Look, I don't want to get into what Betty's whole thing is about, but, but the feeling I get is like Betty, like because once again she just sacrificed a man to a dark god. It's like, yeah, like, yeah, but this is ethnic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a that was white people. She was like, to... I believe in pagan gods. I do not believe in gods from other cultures. Like she's so incredulous that this that that this ghost could exist when she literally hinged the life of a baby or the existence of a baby and killed a man to be fair for the internal consistency of the story it would make more sense if they were all pagan dark deities (laughs) yeah it It, it should be consistent yeah it shouldn't be well this is she who walks among the trees and this is just la la rona now i know she's actually we learned she's actually someone from the town she just her the the spirit type her spirit has taken in the encyclopedia in the encyclopedia of ghosts yeah she's the she's a she's a la la rona yes her cryptid jet her cryptid genius genius yeah genus kingdom phylum the phylum is la la rona woman in black (laughs) cryptid phylum la la rona yeah sure (laughs) okay under the genus of ghost I okay. don't remember science. All right. So we uh, we check in with Reggie and Veronica, who uh, – because we left last scene with Reggie being like, I got a fun idea. The fun idea was to go outside, Pops, order some food, and make out. To the sounds of Unchained <laughs> Melody. You know, the song from Ghost. Yeah. Because ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts. Yeah. The, in the one storyline that doesn't have a ghost, and no, no, she is not. Don't look at me. <laughs> um. They are also making out to the soothing hoops and hollers of young teenage boys who, when they see a 25-year-old person making out, they go, yes. Hey, Mr. Mance, 
mantle. You get it. I guess they could recognize him from school. Yeah. So I assume we... he works there. Does he? No. Okay, then why is his car there? No, no, he doesn't because he was on Hiram's side. Why is his car there? Because he because he need to do work on it. How did he get it into the school if he, he does not work at the school? He just asked so Aaron, the school has three people who work at it. He just went in and did it. Maybe when Betty joined the go- FBI, he became the shop teacher. Who's going to stop him? Kevin? Mr. Weatherby? Definitely Weatherby. Remember when he had a militia? <laughs> he doesn't anymore. He might. This is Rivervale. Also, he might have bo- his fingers. All his fingers. Oh my god, I have to go back and watch now. And he doesn't wear a glove. I he- think he has all his fingers. There, so in Rivervale, there was no cult. I think what they should have done is they should have had him be missing a full hand. Kevin Escalation, has hyperbole. all his kidneys. I mean, we don't know that for sure. There's no way. That he, <laughs> Kevin would have found a way to, to get rid of a kidney. Join a cult, get rid of a kidney. Join a cult, get rid of a kidney. When they tore out Archie's heart, he's like, hey, you want to come in here and get this as well? <laughs> I have two. I feel like I don't need it as much. <laughs> Okay, so Jughead is... uh, Writing frantically at his typewriter in the night. Yeah, he's clacking away so loudly that Tabitha wakes up. She's filled with a fire and a fury. Oh, and Jughead's not reacting to her, so she takes a hammer, like from the story. And it's a dream. It's a dream. Yeah, of course it's a dream. But uh, Uh, then she gets very, very salty with him about something that has never actually been an issue in real life, only on TV. Yeah, you left the the cap off the toothpaste. No one cares. No one cares. Also, Tabitha, throughout this uh, entire, their entire storyline, is the one who believes ghosts exist. Yes. She is the ghosts exist, or, or she's like... Are ghosts real? And then she asks her grandpa, and he's like, yep. Of course, Bob Stately, <laughs> ghosts are real. Um, and But they also set her up as the person who's like, all these weird going-ons are your fault. I'm blaming you for them. And when like, she is the one who is most susceptible to a ghost is messing with us. And a ghost is messing with them, because I 100% believe Jughead when he was like, but I didn't do it. <laughs> Yeah, he he's either staring off into space or sleeping. Yeah, they, he has no time to leave caps off toothpaste. Toothpaste. Yeah, they do try their best to to set up Jughead as just like this weird slob. It's. it's I mean, weird. Kevin, he's saying that in a song. He's a slacker. He's weird and a loner and a bit of a stoner. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Next to normal. <laughs> Uh, for clarifying who this character is that we've been watching for five years. Uh, so we, we head over with Veronica and Reggie, and they want... Uh, Veronica. And she makes the making out in the car about her trauma from Chuck Clayton. It was, so I guess in this world, he did not use folklore to make himself not a jerk. <laughs> I also want to point out that, like, so she's like, hey, I didn't like last night. And Reggie's like... I mean, never made out in a car before. And she's like, I did it once. And (laughs) this is the same feeling as I smoke pot once. And I had a bad time. And so pot is bad. I cannot be sure because why is this a thing I would remember? I am certain she made out with Archie in a car. Oh, she made out with Archie in a car when they were going to go do a murder of Hiram, and then Reggie popped up and was like, ha-ha. She kissed him. Um, I am... <laughs> she has definitely made out in a car outside of Pops more than once. Yeah, her her trying to bring it 
bad. I mean, I don't want to get into someone's I trauma. I don't want to gatekeep her trauma. Yeah. But it's Veronica, <laughs> and she will lie at all times to Look, get sympathy. Mostly, I just don't believe she hasn't made out in a car since, since what is that, sophomore year of high school? Well, and I think it's totally fair to be like, okay, yeah, I've made out in a car before. I'm a grown-up, <laughs> and I indulge your kink, yeah, but she, I do not care for it. Yeah, she could just, yeah, she doesn't need to tie it back to that. She could just be like, hey, we're two adults. I don't want to make out in a car in front of teenagers. And then Reggie will say, hey, I don't want to have sex on dirty money. Glad that we <laughs> Glad that we, had, that we had this open communication about our sex life. <laughs> I do like how he <laughs> mentions, like, that money's disgusting. <laughs> I did that for you. So... Um, she does keep calling his car stupid, and Reggie's very protective of his car. Yes. Uh, we it's get... the one thing that brings him joy. Yeah. Uh, we get the scene where uh, Tabitha is going to talk to Pops about, do you believe in ghosts? And he's like, 100%. Oh, there was a ghost here. See, a waitress died in a... He's just deep fryer. deep fryer accident. I'm like, I'm like oh, you... you, you <laughs> like, <laughs> she should have di- died during the riots. You could have just said it. No, we don't, because they need that for the other part of the story. Could have just had an accident. I, yeah. didn't need, I didn't need to add in. It was a deep fryer accident. Anyway, when they finished cleaning up the seared remains of her skin. There was a ghost for a while, but and- then they scared her away. Okay. I, I love horror. I love ghost stories. If this... I, wa- I watching this show like this Rivervale, it's so weird because all the aesthetics and things around it. I'm like, I like this. I like this kind of thing. I like this weird, like, 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 like ghostly ambiance over everything. Um, but the actual execution of the actual <laughs> plot points is insane. The way that pops believe. They got rid of the waitress ghost is a riot happened so hard that the ghost went ah, and left. His his actual phrase is like, I guess the ghosts are as scared as us if we are of them. Like, what? Okay, well, later Tabitha will think that they scared the ghost away, but they weren't that scary. I think they just bored the ghosts. I think the ghost <laughs> became bored and left. This was another moment where I sort of wrote down, bet you wish you saved your dark wish for this situation. And you know what? A normal TV show would have had Tabitha take the information her grandpa gave her and then be like, oh, I need to scare the ghosts away. I guess I'll utilize it in some way. She doesn't. She ignores it and then it just kind of happens, I guess. And then she's flabbergasted and confused that ghosts are doing ghost things in her house. <laughs> so uh, we get a quick scene of Veronica talking to Hermosa about Reggie. And let us not forget <laughs> that in Riverdale, Reg- Reggie had sex with her so good that she flipped on her father. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Hiram's not around, so maybe that happened here as well. Yeah, they're talking about how Reg is going through a quarter-life crisis, and Veronica's definitely not jealous of Betta. Bella. 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 She's definitely not jealous of Bella. Nor Hermosa, I guess. Here's the thing. Veronica, your boyfriend's dad is dying. <laughs> Do you think he might be acting a little bit out of character and odd because his dad, who he just reconciled with, is dying? Veronica is so bad at picking, like... I get it. Sometimes you're bad at picking up social cues. These aren't even social cues. These are very clear indications of problems. In the first episode, she was like, oh, man, I forgot to give him an office. 
he's jealous of Archie. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he. This Oh man, he's regressing back to how he was in high school because his dad's dying. Quarter life crisis. No, no, Veronica. What is? How have you ever had a relationship with anybody? Right. I mean, she's money and hot. Okay, well, I was going to say she uh, was married to a sociopath and also dated a robot for years. So That's true. Uh, okay, Tony takes some time to learn about La Llorona in. Books and not books. And the books and not books inform her that La Llorona is filled with the spirits of unfettered feral motherhood and also that she can steal unborn babies. Oh, yeah. Yo, they bring bring up the fact like, oh, she can even go after unborn babies. Specifically, so what's going to happen next to Betty makes any sort of sense <laughs> whatsoever because usually she likes to drown the babies so i don't know how that's gonna happen when it's a fetus also it's three months old it's not a baby it's a fetus yeah okay but we're not gonna get into that riverdale <laughs> we're not having that discussion, <laughs> uh, that discussion. today <laughs> let me let's so i'm just gonna go to it now yeah, betty yeah. is just sleeping and la Llorona just like wanders into her house and touches her belly and then her baby is just gone. And then Dr. Curdle tells her that she had a hysterical pregnancy. <laughs> I mean, and I'm like, Curdle, miscarriage. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because he doesn't say you're like, you've miscarried. He says you've never been pregnant. I thought you said you're no longer pregnant. Yeah, but. Curdle's not, Curdle's mi- not good at communication. <laughs> but like the way he seems to be implying is like, yeah, you're like. Your baby's gone. Lola Rona just sort of plucked it out of your belly and, I don't know, tossed it into a river. Just not happening anymore. And Betty recovers from that a little bit too quickly. Considering that she killed Archie to get that baby. Yeah, she's just like, I guess Lola Rona's real. And now she's never going to get that baby because Archie's dead. (laughs) She she can't get another one. Yep, you you had one go and it's gone. Okay, so... uh, Jughead, uh, in his writing process, has done what I do, which is do something else and hope something happens. So that's realistic right there. 100% realistic. He spent all day putting a ship in a bottle, and he was successful. (laughs) I figured it out. So I love to imagine he did not look it up online. He didn't do any work. He just put a flattened ship in a bottle and went, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I make this work? Now, Tabitha instantly wonders, where'd you get the bottles from? Are you drinking again? And he's like, "What? You can get empty bottles in the world, Tabitha." I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be fully. There's a on- bar under your restaurant. <laughs> I'm gonna be fully honest. Also, he has at least four bottles of brandy there. If if Jughead had just <laughs> drank four bottles of no brandy scotch, you like, would know. Yeah, you would know. You're not just like, "Hey, did you drink four bottles?" Of-? You don't ask someone, "Did you drink four bottles of scotch today?" You walk. You walk up to them on the on a roof screaming about how they're going to fight the sun and just be like, that man drank four bottles of scotch today. Well, and like... They're unconscious in a... They're unconscious in a shed somewhere. You can smell it. <laughs> like, mean, she just has to stand vaguely near him. His pores would be just, like, oozing scotch out of them. Okay, so they're going to go through a couple more issues. This is actually a moment where uh, Tabitha is, like... I guess breakfast, getting breakfast ready. Yeah. And there's a milk carton with Archie's face on it saying he's missing. And I want to bring this up because who would put that in? The only one who's not here, Molly Ringwald. 
Yeah. And not his mom, actual Molly Ringwald. Actual Molly Ringwald. She's very worried about that boy. Oh, no. I knew a boy who lived in a town called Riverdale. I mean, Vale. (laughs) Yeah, because who else would put forward the missing post, the missing person post? They all know where he is. For a 25-year-old man other than (laughs) his mom, who's very worried about him. Very worried. I just want that to be in your head. Anyway, Tab finds the hammer in the fridge and gets angry at Jughead about it. Tabitha, you know you have ghosts. <laughs> you know you have ghosts. So she just, like, she's just going to go at Jughead and be like, Jughead, why is there a hammer in the fridge? I don't you, know why that would be You put a hammer sad. in the fridge, you put in a screwdriver in the microwave, you put in tools in places tools aren't meant to be. Like, a hammer in a fridge would just make me laugh. Yeah, you like... Like, that is something you do when you're tired and you're like, gotta put stuff away, hammer in the fridge. <laughs> Pizza in the toolkit. It's not like she was looking for a hammer. <laughs> so Jughead um, is very excited because he's been writing all night mm. and he hugs her and then she's like, I can't wait to read. And he's like, I do not want people to read my vomit drafts. Absolutely not. Which is valid. Which is absolutely true. And then he's like, when I, ha- when I like shine it up, I am so excited for you to read it. Oh yeah, you'll love it. Uh, so Veronica heads to the school to check out uh, Bella and put the fuzzy. Hermosa said, "Get him some fuzzy dice," which I figured it was a joke for like support him. But Veronica took it very seriously. Just said, oh, get him fuzzy dice, and then everything will be fine. But what she does find is a photo of a woman, the the, the ghost the woman who was in the car. Woman. Yeah, and in the back, it's like, "Come talk to me whenever you need anything." Now I want to point some things out. Yes. It just says, come talk to me whenever you need anything, XOXO. Yeah. yeah. It does not say Reggie. No. She knows that he <laughs> bought this car used, like, two days ago. So Why she... does she immediately assume it's his? It turns out it is his. Yeah, because she because if you go hard enough and you're lucky enough, you'll find success. So she immediately is like, oh, an affair. Yeah. So she runs off. She bumps into Weatherby. Um, drops all yeah. well he drops all of his things she drops all of her things but her thing is only the photo and then we learned that the photo is of Miss Soprano Isabel Soprano who is just Miss Grundy okay so this is my argument <laughs> why she's a ghost okay so in this world there was no Miss Grundy because there's no way there were two sex predators <laughs> at this school at the same time <laughs> Also, I don't understand how Veronica did not know this woman because she she went to the school at the same time as everyone else. I mean, unless if she left just before Veronica got there. But they, maybe Reggie was molested in freshman year. Reggie was not molested. That's true. We we actually learned that though she is a molester, she did not molest Reggie. She was just a good companion to him. Yes, she was just a kind teacher who believed in him. She molested other people. But because she is the Miss Grundy of this universe, I can only assume that she also moved to Greendale and was super murdered by Betty's dad. I don't know. I also just think Weatherby's a terrible teacher, who sh- a terrible principal who should stop hiring teachers because he keeps on hiring bad ones. Yeah, he only hires bad teachers. That, and that includes these current kid teachers. Yes, because they're not teachers. <laughs> yeah. They have no credentials, and I do not believe their lessons are pedagogically so sound. Veronica gets very, very angry, and then we have way too long of me thinking that she's just going to get furious at Reggie for being molested. Because that is a thing this show has done before. From an evil character, yes. Yes, 
Well, I mean, it's Alice, though, who we are supposed to love. She was evil then. It's fine. And Veronica is angry (laughs) at him for being molested. But but they gave her lines to make her be like, how dare you? Uh, How dare you have fond feelings for the person who molested you? I smashed up your car with a sledgehammer because you have fond feelings. Like... They, they There's co- no awareness that if he was molested, he could have very, very complex emotions about what happened. Yeah. And having an abusive father, there's no way he has addressed any of these complex emotions. So instead of approaching him with care, she treats him like he purposefully went out and hurt her. Yeah. The I, They clearly wa- – God, how to say this. <laughs> they clearly wanted – to have this scene of Veronica smash, we don't even see her smashing it, but yeah. like, like Veronica doing this, but they're like, ooh, we don't want this to be her, we don't want her to be a bad person, so we'll give her lines where you're like, she's she's being way too like even-headed of like, you should not romanticize a relationship with someone who was your abuser. She took advantage of you. As she stands in front of the car he just bought with a sledgehammer. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And then and then we learn that, like, the, the thing that brings her back is he's like, well, it's everything. He's like, she never touched me. She touched other boys. For me, she was just someone I could talk to when my dad was abused. My dad, who died. 20 minutes ago. And then Veronica's like, oh, oh, no. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then she has this insane line that I don't think is meant to be insane, yeah. but it chilled me to my core. Oh, what was it? She hugs him and she goes, it's okay. Oh, yeah. It's just you and me now the way it's supposed to be. That feels like she killed his dad. Yes. She I poisoned forgot. his dad. <laughs> Did she? Like, I... I I, the problem is that I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about these things. This this show makes such cognitive dissonance where people do things and they're portrayed in way like I guess I get it. I get complexity. This isn't yeah. complexity. This is insanity. Un- insanity. <laughs> okay. We go- okay. So we gotta go back. Yeah. Um. Betty, because her baby has disappeared, now believes in um dark magic. Yes. Which once I. Don't want to keep going over this, but dark magic gave you a baby. Dark magic can take a baby away. Don't don't ever you don't mess with dark magic, Betty. So Betty goes straight from this. To, no, no, wait. Yeah, she goes straight from her checkup to Pops to where, call Tony and tell her, and then just hang out at Pops after she her baby vanished. Well, and Tony does say she's like, "You sound a little bit weird. Are you okay?" And Betty's like, "I will talk about that." <laughs> Later. Anyway. So then she talks to Tabitha, mm. and she's like, how's living with Jughead going? Tabitha's like, uh, you know, artists. Well, no, she, what happens to Tabitha's like, oh, well, he's doing his writing. I can't get, I can't get in through him. And Betty goes, yeah, he's pretty single-minded when he's in the weeds. I'm like, Betty, you never lived with Jughead. Yeah, and when you knew him, he was a child. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't, he also wasn't a writer, really. Like, no, he hadn't developed that yet. He hadn't become who he is now. Like, I guess they were together during the uh, the Stonewall thing, and I guess he was technically a writer at that point. But she's, but she's acting like, oh, yes, we lived together for many years. Like, she was with him while he wrote The Outsider. Because when... 
when um she brings up it's like oh and you know he'd give me his vomit drafts and tabitha is destroyed by this revelation and i get it it's hard talking to your boyfriend's ex but she doesn't consider he so was that, a child when betty read his vomit drafts yeah, they, they haven't considered that maybe maybe betty's reactions to his vomit drafts is what stopped him having people read his vomit yeah. drafts because that was say it with me now audience seven, seven years, years ago, ago. Now, he very well, and he says, oh, I never let people read them, because his reality now is that he never (laughs) lets people read them. Yeah. Just because he did it at one point in the past does not mean anything. Yeah. So, but Tabitha will lose her mind about this. Speaking of- To be fair, there is a ghost. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of losing things, Tony gets a visit from Janet, a social worker, because somebody called for a wellness check. That is- Okay. It was Darla. It's got to be Darla. We, yeah. Hey, su- surprise. Everything happening to Tony is because of Darla, the person whose son she killed three but months earlier. Tony does assume it was Kevin. Which- And it took it took me too long. I was like, why would it be Kevin? Why is it Kevin? I was like, Kevin's it's the baby's dad. Kevin is the He's trying dad. to get the baby back. <laughs> well, I mean- He's not. Tony thinks that might be the reason. Anyway, so Jazz is here for the wellness check. And th- well, while that's going on, La Llorona comes for the baby. And I thought there maybe potentially this would set up something where like, well, then let's go check on the baby, and they like catch Lolorona in the yeah. act, and then that no, they I scare think, her away. No, Lolorona, I think drops the baby, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just in a pool of water. If Janet had not been there, the exact same thing would have happened. Tony would have just ran in just without Janet, and then and then nothing comes of this because she does not lose baby Anthony. Yeah, I thought maybe this would have been Janet being like, "Oh, you left your baby on the ground in a bottle of water." <laughs> now, that would be a ridiculous thing for anyone to be like, "That's clearly something you did on purpose." <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. This is Rivervale. So, because of this, Betty, Tony, and Fangs have decided we need to deal with this. We, we got to protect this baby. We got to confront this ghost. Now, Betty draws out the flimsiest evidence, which is, hey, La Llorona attacks have been going across the town, ending here. I'm like, you don't really know this is the end. Yeah. You don't this know that's This could just be case. another stop. Yeah, she could just be crossing the town. Um, but Tony feels it in her mother heart. They're, they really lay hard on the Mothers. mother this episode. Um Mother Heart, they're going after Tony, so we must go to Cheryl, who can channel the spirits. <laughs> all right. Of course she can. And so Fangs is going to take Anthony to the White Worm, and all the servants will be there to protect Anthony. Yeah. And they're going to go to Cheryl, and they <laughs> have do a <laughs> go to Cheryl and have seance. But first, because this, the momentum in this episode is ridiculous. They... <laughs> Do not build momentum at any time. Nope. Every single time you think it's going to get going, bam, we get a scene with Veronica and Reggie just having a quiet, awkward dinner. So Veronica put all the funeral things in order, and also she bought him a Camaro. Yeah. A, new, a, she, a new retro car. And then she makes this, makes Reggie mourning the death of his father about her. Mm-hmm. She's like, do you think we'll be okay? Can we make it through this? And I just wanted to be like, God, just give me like six hours. Just let me mourn. Let me have any amount of time before you're, you're like, but what about me? Reggie, how does your grief impact me? I feel like you're very sad today. You haven't even touched your water bottle on the wall. I don't hear you shaking your door. I'm caged door ever. <laughs> 
I noticed that like the newspapers I laid around, they're also very clean. Are you are you going regularly? Reggie's a hamster. Reggie's a hamster. Uh, <laughs> so That's Cheryl, good earth. That's it. That's what's gonna go. Um, so Cheryl just summons La Llorona. Or okay, Cheryl. Just because I want to bring up every single time she says something <laughs> incredibly dumb with whoever writes her lines from boy child to <laughs> I summon you La Llorona or the weeping woman. Why? <laughs> what? What? Why did you give her the second name? Is that's that is what someone says when they looked it up on Wikipedia. Which absolutely Cheryl did. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. How to summon La Llorona. I also know as the weeping woman. I'll throw that in there. Everyone will be impressed by me. Just in case she prefers it. <laughs> so the weeping woman arrives. Yep. And she, she channels herself through Nana Rose. Mm-hmm. And she is Martha Mallon, who was a nurse at the first hospital in Riverdale. Not the magic one, I guess. Not magic. This hospital was decidedly not magic because all the babies died. Yeah. Well, come on. Look, it was the 1950s. We talked about this. No. Look at her clothing. This has got to be like Barnabas B. Blossom time. (laughs) Oh, cool. So he probably was one of the people who murdered her. So maybe Cheryl needs to calm down about people's ancestors murdering other people. So her her background is... Is the La Llorona background. She was a nurse. A bunch of babies were dying. She got blamed by the townsfolk for the babies dying because, honestly, if you're a nurse in, like, 1890, it's not good for you. Yeah, and this town hates women. We know that to be true. The, I like to, I love telling the story about the guy who told all the doctors, hey, wash your hands, who got committed to an insane asylum. Accurate. So, great. Uh, They... Drowned her and her babies. Because that's what Riverdale is. That's what Riverdale does. That's, that's, that's what Riverdale does. Is that what Riverdale does? Is that what Rivervale does? There's no Both. way to know. Uh, is this all rela- Like, is this a thing that uh, Cheryl could carry on being like, see, look, another woman punished by the idiocy of this town. She won't, though, because it doesn't directly relate to her. It does not. Though she does almost drown her grandmother. In order to get this done. Um, it's a cool scene, honestly. The, yeah, the, it's actually very well yeah, done. Yeah, it's very, very well done. Nana Rose is spinning up a lot of water because the whole theme of this La Llorona is water. Um, they ask who summoned you, and it's obviously Darla yeah. Dickinson. Why is anyone even asking that? There is only one potential <laughs> villain in this episode. Now, now, admittedly, we are looking at it from the outside. But, Tony, how many enemies do you have? Yeah. Now, uh, no, also admittedly, if I looked at Darla Dickinson, I would not think... That woman summons ghosts. Well, that woman has been a lot of different things. That woman's accent, when she hits the La Llorona... Oh, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it is not... Look, there are certain words that should not be said, certain accents. La Llorona is a rough one there. It, 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 it's not racial violence, but it feels very close to it. And the poor actress, because she committed to this accent years ago. She didn't know she was going to have to say La Llorona one is day. That her, is that her accent, or I feel bad with her? No, she, she just does it as Darla. Oh, fun. And then it's fine. <laughs> La Llorona. But when she picked that accent for that character, oh. she didn't know that this storyline was coming. All right, let's wrap up some of these storylines. So Jughead comes in with more bottles, because Jughead Apparently, when he said he gets bottles from the white worm, he gets full scotch bottles and pours them out like a psychopath. And 
Tabitha is drinking scotch. She's drinking scotch. She's drinking scotch. <laughs> and she has been possessed by a ghost. Yeah, I, I think that's what we're supposed to get from here. Um, She also broke into his dad's and took his book. And like, that's rude. Yeah, that's not cool. And then she um, was like, it's about me. It's, it's about me. And he's like, no, it's about Sam and Diane. I told, like I told you. I told you days ago. Or earlier today, no, it has to be days ago, that it's about Sam and Diane. And then she's like, no, it's about me. And and then when he's like, no, no, definitely Sam and Diane, she retracts. She's like, wait, you spent my money that I make on scotch that you're going to pour out? (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Fair. Yeah, why? Just get empties, Jughead. They have empties. I I thought he was going to say something where it's like, yeah, this stuff went bad. I don't know how scotch goes bad, but... Ah, I can tell you how it went bad. Cheryl made it, and she put maple in it. (laughs) Cheryl came by and shoved sap into (laughs) each of these bottles, and no human being can drink them anymore. So So they gave them to me. They gave them to me. Now, all of the ships will smell like sap, and there's just nothing we can do about that. But it's okay, because they're in jars, bottles. (laughs) Bottles. They're in bottles. They're in bottles. Don't sniff the ships. Um, anyway, so Tabitha freaks out. She starts smashing just everything. She, like, has a hammer, and she's going to smack him, but and then... then instead, she smashes his typewriter. No, this is after she smashes his typewriter. The hammer, she's going to hit him okay. with a hammer. I yeah. just wanted to bring up the typewriter thing. Ah, his stuff. Symbolic. His stuff. Symbolic. His stuff. He's going to have the typewriter back. It's going to be fine. It's his only stuff. It's his only stuff. It's the only thing I own. <laughs> and then she and is... And the comic books. ...such a strong and powerful woman. She's going to look into like, a mirror. Wait a second. I'm not a ghost. I don't have to do what the ghost does. I'm, I'm better than that ghost. I'm not... And then, like, so the ghost, like leaves no, i the guess ghost leaves because they say i love you and the ghost is like i can't be in a place with love <laughs> f that they they will because because what pops said earlier the assumption we are supposed to have is that their fight was so loud it scared the ghost out and that's no ridiculous because the ghost wanted them to have that fight it was a the fight, ghost was achieving its it was goals a fight ghost and, and if you want a strong ending to a ghost story having we our love is stronger than a ghost and our reconciliation like brought us together and actually clear this house is clean now the space because our love is more powerful than a ghost is a lot stronger than ghosts are scared of loud noises they're not cats so again this is literally like there were two different writers working on the storyline and they decided to do both their ideas they all they would have to do was have pop tates tell a different story if he said like oh and said the, the the ghost was left because we showed love or some nonsense like that they had some concert they threw a wedding at pop tates and the ghost could yeah. not stand the wedding yeah. i don't know positive energy um fights against negative energy instead no it got loud the ghost left and we're done but the episode's not done because nope. mama dickinson is hanging out by Daddy. A very tiny crypt that yeah. has all of her sons buried in it. Yeah, so she's so Darla sad. She's like, I buried my sons. Now I want to remind you of Darla's sons. There is Dodger, who was alive in Riverdale. There was Bill, 
who was alive in Riverdale. There was Fagin, who was alive in Riverdale. <laughs> Daniel is a new character. And does not have a name that follows the naming convention. He should have been Oliver. Yes, he should have been. <laughs> the, the chances they have to do a stupid reference and they ignore are almost more infuriating than the chances they have to do a stupid reference and they just do it. Look, my theory stands. The people who are writing this episode have never seen an episode of Riverdale. They were just told <laughs> about the Dickinsons by someone who watched Riverdale. So they don't know that they're all named after Oliver characters. So then Darla brings up Something that can't be true, which is, well, they're asking her, call off Lola Rona. And she's like, I can't call off Lola Rona. Uh, I'm going to stop doing that now. <laughs> she can't be stopped until she achieves her objective. Once a child has been promised, she, like, it can't, we, we, it, nothing else, like, it can't be done. Like, she can't be stopped. I'm like, wait, she killed one kid. She's ki- killed two children. Well, yeah, well, she, okay, one kid and a fetus. Yeah, she she killed she killed a kid and she plucked a fetus out of a woman's belly. She's done. She, She's achieved her goals. She did her, she did her thing. She does not have to go after Anthony specifically. <laughs> apparently she does. Then why did she kill the other kids? Apparently once you summon La Llorona, she'll just kill other kids on the way to the one kid that she does want. But those kids don't count. This makes no sense. The internal <laughs> logic of this show is ridiculous. So, La Llorona has beaten up all the serpents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, w- I don't know what the scene was, but they're all covered in water, lying on the ground. Unconscious. Like, <laughs> like they were hidden by a train, just like, huh? <laughs> and I want to see the John Wick scene where <laughs> Lala Rota takes out a bar full of gang members. <laughs> it's amazing. So Fangs explains the obvious. The yeah. ghost took the baby, oh, no. and she went to the river. Tony, Tony, the ghost took the Tony. <laughs> And they're going to beat her to the river, which is easy because they have cars and she is a ghost. Yeah. Uh, Because we have to drive things right to a halt, we get a quick scene of Jughead and Tabitha. Breaking up their writing room. Which they don't need to do because the ghosts are gone. Just to be clear, I get the metaphor. It's a metaphor. It's a dumb metaphor. The room is a metaphor for their fight. No, you have an extra room now. Your house is bigger than you thought it was. Yeah, do not break that up. And as they brick it, Tabitha's like, do you think our fight was real or was it ghosts? And Jughead's like, ghosts. Our fight's always about ghosts. The last fight we had was because of bug ghosts. And then we killed a man and other bug ghosts were gone. And then this ghost came because it happened. <laughs> I like they got a bug ghost unrelated to the other ghost in the house. Yeah. <laughs> they got a bug ghost because they killed a spider. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, the most confusing scene <laughs> I have ever experienced happens. Reggie gets into his new car, the one that Veronica got him. And the picture of Bella that was in the car that Veronica destroyed is in this car. Did he get it back? Did Veronica put it in there? And then he sees her in the back, like, not Veronica, but he sees Bella Bella in in the the back back seat. seat. And I don't know how to feel about this. Because, like... She is also a molester. Yes. He should not romanticize his relationship with her. And he does need to put the work in to get past that. So I don't... But Veronica did... I assume Veronica gave him that picture. Is So I don't know how I'm supposed to feel in this scene. I, I, 
I it's not even once again conflicted. I am just confused. Yeah, I don't know what they were trying to tell me. <laughs> okay, um, let's wrap this up. Tony heads to La Llorona and does something which I guess no mother has ever done before, and just talks to La Llorona. Yeah, she just talks to that ghost and is like, "Hey, don't take my baby." And the ghost's like, "Gotta ghost, gonna ghost." Don't take the baby. So that Tony's like, "I got an idea. I'll be La Llorona." <laughs> And the ghost's I, like, that's I, good. I deserve this. I killed another woman's child. Like, Tony, okay, you you at least killed Archie. Yeah, Tony, everyone you've killed is someone's child. Yeah, I don't I <laughs> I don't know how to explain this to you. You are a gang leader. Everybody you kill is related to another person. So either your gang stops being the kind of gang that kills people, which it did do for seven years, and then you were humiliated. At which point, I think you tortured a man to death who Who, was probably someone's son. I mean, he had to have been birthed from somewhere. He's not a clone. (laughs) Does Tony not have, like, clear object permanence where she's like, yeah, but I don't see your mother around you. So I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for that. I wanted to bring the Archie thing. Because the only person who could have put out that missing person poster is Archie's mom. Yeah. So you're telling me that you don't feel bad by the fact that you directly led to Archie's death. But, oh, man, you threw a switchblade and killed a boy. Oh, no. And now she's going to be Lola Rona, which means she's going to kill a lot of mother's sons. She sure is. She also gives the baby to Betty and is like, look after him, look after him. And I'm <laughs> like, like okay. he has two fathers. <laughs> This is not Betty's responsibility. I want to. I want to ask you something, Aaron. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of references in this episode. Yes. There's West Side Story. There's Cheers. There's La La Rona. Yes. It references itself with Grundy 2.0. <laughs> Was this them trying very poorly to do Bly Manor? Ah, uh, I mean, it does have the hat of Bly Manor on top of an insane outfit. I don't like. Normally, I'd be like, "Yeah, there's some similarities," but stories have similarities all over the but place. This show is full of references. <laughs> it's too much for me to think. Like, ooh, you watched it. You thought you could hit the same emotional cues. I don't care about Tony becoming La Llorona. And like, it is definitely a reference to Bly Manor and not Turn of the Screw. Like, I will say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no way it's, yeah. it's referenced to Henry James' turn of the screw. And then probably the most jarring thing ever happens. Jughead comes back? Does in the monologue. I don't like that he has full, like, full set scene, like, yeah. arcs in each episode. And then he has to, like, jump out of them and do a monologue as the narrator. Like, it, it, it doesn't feel right. It, yeah, it feels inaccurate. Yeah. He can't be both those things. I just, like, also his monologue didn't help me. It didn't summarize anything, (laughs) and it didn't tell me what to expect. The only notes I put down is he does another monologue, and the monologue is about, hey, that was weird, wasn't it? Ghosts. What is this Jughead nonsense? (laughs) What is this Jughead nonsense? So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. So, this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic decided the only solution to its problem was to become a ghost? Which is drama. I did. It's a scene we didn't talk about that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Because Riverdale High does not have a swimming pool. <laughs> La Llorona 
for some reason, shows up at Riverdale High School to drip water onto Tony's desk <laughs> and then just stare at her in a hallway. Yeah. Tony pulls a fire alarm for some and then approaches Lola Rona with an axe. And then for some reason, Kevin feels the appropriate reaction to that is to go, what the hell, Tony? I mean, she is walking through the halls with holding an axe. Maybe there's a fire. The fire alarm is going off. <laughs> I'm just saying, why is Lola Rona at that school? Who is she going to drown? Yeah. What what baby is she trying to kill at that school? That is just a tough. Here's the problem. Lola Rona in this episode has no actual rules. The whole thing where it's like, she's got to take a kid. She took a lot of kids. Yeah. You're telling me that she gets to just kill extra kids on the way to the kid that she was summoned there for? That's not fair. That's definitely not but, how that should work. And then Tony can just be like, hey, Please don't kill my son. Like, tell me that nobody... No in... mother has ever tried to bargain with La Llorona. I think just nobody has summoned her since Dar... Like, because remember, this is actually Martha Mallon. She is a La Llorona. Correct. Um, she is of the genus La Llorona. Yep. I guess only Darla has been like, I'm going to summon that woman. Make her drive some babies. No, no way. If they know who... Like, if they talk about her in the town, it's got to yeah. be that... She's done it before. If Darla knows about her, Darla, who's, Darla. From, who's from Centerville, she's yeah. not even, she doesn't even go here. She does not even go here. Kevin, did she find a CW moment? Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> as much as I would love to give it to all the times when people forgot magic existed when they just saw a woman tear a man's heart out, um, I'm going to put it to when Tabitha comes home after Jughead did hang up the art and just plunges a, a nail into the wall with her bare fingers and with both hands swings a, a hammer at it. It's an, ins- it's an insane way to try to hang something. I... And she's not, like, I don't think she's supposed to be mad at that point. I think she's like, that's okay. I, they, 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 they're like, oh, man, I thought the walls in uh, New York were thin. She went at it like Thor. <laughs> she, <laughs> she just, and, yeah, the, the double-handed slam with the hammer is one thing. But just taking a nail and just pressing it into a wall. Like, yeah. Girl, that's not going to hang. <laughs> nope, it sure isn't. Tear straight out. <laughs> and now they know, don't hang things on that wall. It's a bad wall. Why do they just keep the room? They keep should have kept the, the room. I don't... I don't care about their symbolism. I mean, I guess maybe the room is what summoned the ghost, but the ghost is gone. The you... ghost was embarrassed by their love. <laughs> the ghost was like, ew, gross. Cooties. <laughs> you got cooties and i'm <laughs> diane from cheers uh i wasn't here to talk to you today about i guess spousal abuse don't kill your husband with a hammer this is a very special episode and this is what we taught you your husband is not woody harrelson is mm, I can't remember the oh actor, i will Sam. never remember that actor's name mm, square face man Indeed. Yes, him. Uh, the guy who was also in a good place. Anyway. Ted. Ted. Danza. Ted. No. <laughs> Danson. Ted Danson? So you're using Tony Danza. Ted Danson might be his name. I can look it's it up. unknowable. We're not we'll, going to look it up. I'll look it up after this. Hey, audience. <laughs> if you want to tell us what the name of the actor from Cheers and A Good Place is. Don't do it. I'm going to look it up as soon as this is done. Okay. Well, tell us other things on social media. Podcast yeah, MOA, podcast MOA at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. Uh, you can also get at me, uh, I guess. I'm on my website. I'm at kevinwearbooks.com where I sell 
books better stories than this, I hope. Uh, I sure, yep. I'm over at a flimsyplan.com. Biased. <laughs> Guys, we had to stop this because we could talk about all the things wrong with this episode. For literally, I could write a master's thesis dissecting this episode. Yeah, we, but we have three more. We have three more, what I'm going to assume are disconnected and weird episodes. I want to like it, but I can't. What character will die next episode? What's next for Betty? Okay, honestly, what's next for anybody? That's all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 